Hello, and welcome to River Tales, a Riverdale recap podcast where one of us doesn't watch the show. Hi, that's me. I'm Sam. I'm Elaine. And I'm Kiana. And today we're recapping Season 7, Episode 9, Betty and Veronica Double Digest. Ooh, a little Betty Veronica episode? Yes. Mm. And it's an ode to those the comics that you buy in like the supermarket aisle where they had the, the Double Digest. Yeah, because it was like their their own side story that like Archie wasn't a part of. Or... Yeah, or sometimes well, it's like a Jughead Double Digest. Like... Yeah. Okay, do you have two truths and a lie for me? We do. Always. Okay. Number one. Reggie and Archie dress up as giant eyeballs. Okay. <laughs> Number two. Mr. Turtle makes a move on Betty in therapy. Oh. Dr. Turtle, I guess I should have said. Oh, Excuse Dr. Us. Yes, Turtle. Yes, because I definitely know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or number three. Jughead drinks milkshakes at Pops for three days straight. Okay. Well, the first one has to be a truth because it's so bizarre. <laughs> um, maybe the second one is a lie? Correct. Yeah. Oh, yep. He does not. But she make. makes a move on him. Ooh. Oh, we'll find maybe. out. Yeah. <laughs> She's a sex crazed maniac. Oh yes. my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> we should have said Benny made the move. We should. Have. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that would have been a truth. Maybe it would have been. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with Betty. Okay. Great. And how sexualized she is. Yes. yes. And you know how last episode? Okay, let's start this. Two episodes ago, she was forced to join the dance, the dance show uh-huh. to get rid of her urges. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. Last episode, forced to join the Vixens, the cheerleaders. Right. Didn't work. Didn't work. So this episode, they're like, the River Vixens are too sexualized of an environment for you to be in. I agree. Which we said Which, immediately. I know. We're <laughs> yes. like, literally yeah. named the Vixens. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> so anyway... Dr. Turtle plus Betty's mom are like, mm, no, that's not good for you. Does Dr. Turtle work for the, he works for the school? Yes. He's like okay. the school counselor pretty yeah. much. He's okay. a child psychologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Werther's Turtle. Right, yes. Separate from Mr. Featherhead Turtle. <laughs> right. I, I still don't know the difference. Who is the original Mr. Turtle? Featherhead. Mr. Featherhead, so Mr. Yeah. Okay, and Dr. Turtle is, yeah. His, the new turtle. Yes, yeah, new turtle. Oh, wait. No, Werther's is the original Stonewall prep Mr. Turtle. Yes. Oh, so... Who who we did not call Dr. Turtle at the time. But we called him Mr. Mr. Turtle. Mr. Turtle. Yes. Yeah, yes. he was the original... He was the original Turtle. Yes, but he was the original Turtle. So, Feather, so yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, just Featherhead came earlier in the show, but yeah, he was... he was a different character. Mm, yes. But we didn't call him Turtle until this season. Until he looked yes. like a turtle next to Mr. Turtle. Yes. yes. Who is now Dr. Turtle. Dr. Turtle... Yes. Dr. Turtle's the OG Turtle. Yes. Okay, glad you cleared that up. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure everybody is also on the same page and, like, knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, so... Yeah, so Betty's in her therapy sessions with Dr. Turtle, like, every day. Because mm-hmm. her mom is like, you need help. And, and he needs to fix you. Yeah. yeah. So basically they're just talking about her sex obsession. Uh-huh. Which Dr. Turtle is like, this is unhealthy for you. Like, how often do you think about sex? How often do you dream about sex? What are your feelings? What are your first experiences of sex? It's like, he's he's being professional, but it's also really uncomfortable. But this is a child you're talking to, and you're an adult? Well, at school. At school. Yeah, <laughs> and also it's like, Betty's not wanting this. So it's like, these are a lot of really personal questions to ask her just because her mom wants you to. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. this is thing. not appropriate. It's, it's just personal questions. It's not like getting to the root of anything no yeah. like it doesn't seem like he's like he's taking notes the whole time too and betty's like what are you writing and, you know and he's like oh just like notes but it's like yeah but it's like what are you trying to uncover here like what are you trying to treat here dr turtle yeah but anyway so then we get a montage when she's asked how often she thinks about sex mm-hmm. and she's like oh well the book said boys think about sex every seven seconds or teenagers and then dr yeah. was like but that's boys girls are different <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. like please yeah yeah then she's like oh well in that case she's like you're right she's like i think about it all the time (laughs) and then second montage yeah and he's like (laughs) scandalized (laughs) what's the montage of just like her thinking about her seeing someone and then thinking about like kissing them like making out so here's Again, gaslighting from the trailer preview oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So first she sees Archie mm-hmm. kiss. Then she sees Fangs at school kiss on top of a, a car. Uh-huh. Then she sees Jughead in the hallway. Cool spin around kiss. Oh. Then she sees Veronica in the locker room. 
pushes up against the locker. Oh. Kiss. Oh. Then she sees Archie, and we get to naked in the shower. Oh. Kiss Reggie. Yeah. Oh, wait. She's naked in the shower, kisses Reggie? Yeah. Okay. Both naked in the shower. With in the Archie men's locker. No, yeah. Archie's not there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, so yeah. The, the Reggie one was an escalation, which I don't know if that means they're going to be an item Could or be. What, Could but... be. He's yeah. the new flavor of the month, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have a theory about that. What's your which, theory? Well, we'll get to it later. <gasps> okay. Okay. I'm excited. But the last part of the montage was Dilton Doily blowing up a giant paper mache volcano. And I was like, Dilton? But no, she was just sexually attracted to, to the, the volcano. The eruption. <laughs> yes. Of the yes. yes. The eruption. Which was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> what a fun little montage for them to just chop up and put into a trailer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So while they're talking, as they're like going through all of her different like desires and as he's asking her all these questions, you know, and she's like, why is it wrong for me? You know, because he's like, why do you want sex? You know, and she's like, because I'm curious about it. She's like, I want to know what it's like. I want to know how it feels. And she's like, why is that wrong for me to want that? And he's like, sex is just for married people. And he's like, and it's just to to make make babies. babies. So he's like, so you shouldn't be doing it. And she's like, why? You know, she's like, and then she comes to the realization. She's like, you know what? She's like, actually, I don't even know if I want to get married. Mm -hmm. And she's like... She's like, I feel like I just want to make, like, an impact on the world. And she's like, I don't know if I want to get married or not. And she's like, and I don't think I should have to be married to have sex. Because she's like, because I don't know if I want that. Right. And he was like, no, no. We must send her to the dungeon then. Yeah, you know, he doesn't say anything, but his face is very disapproving. Yes. I mean, this is a shocking thing to say in the 50s. Yeah, I mean, this. But also, as... 50s aside, just knowing Betty's character in Riverdale, this is my one piece I'll say about this mm-hmm. with Betty's storyline. is like, she's like, I want to make an impact in the world. And it's like, doing what? <laughs> aside from the first thing you wrote in the first episode, you don't have any interests, extracurricular activities, passions, anything. Like, what do you mean you want to make an impact? You don't do anything or care about anything besides sex. Yeah, like, yes. what is your personality right now? Like, is she going to be satisfied once she finally has sex and then it's like, oh, now I can do things for the world. Yeah, and I'm going to be a humanitarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. That's how yeah. all humanitarians are born. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like, I see what they're doing here. They're like, you know, trying to like take how like feminine sexuality is like under this microscope in the 50s and it's mm-hmm. like, you can't, you can't say that you want it and stuff. But the way it's culminated is just so like, now it feels yeah. so heavy handed because like before it seemed like annoyingly like like it was such a huge deal mm-hmm. and that she was acting kind of stupid about it so no I agree I feel like too it just seems very like in your face yes. about it and also I'm like and not that she has to get married but I'm like Betty you could also make an impact while getting mm-hmm. married like those two are not exclusive exclusive mm-hmm. and it's, so it's like so that also didn't make sense to me it's like if you don't want to get married that's fine if you don't want to get married but you don't have to choose making an impact on the world or getting married yeah. and I was just like but she didn't acknowledge she was like or maybe I do want both but like I don't yeah. want to and yeah. obviously like, there's this like, idea of like a housewife back then it's yes. like that's kind of your job so yeah and that is like your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I know, it's just weird how they're doing it, and it just feels it, it, like... It, it'll come around, I think. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, like we've said before, it is also them being from the future in this time period, and I feel like it's them having those, like, feelings that, you know, like, are very subliminal, that they're mm-hmm. not sure why they feel so strongly about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. That it's like it's their future selves still in there. Yeah. So I, so. I feel like that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But after this, though, you know, it's like she's just like reading in a room and her mom comes in and she's like, Betty, I like got these for you. I thought of you when I saw them because they're just so pretty. And it's like all these like wedding magazines. Oh, and she's like, they're just like beautiful. I just wanted you to see these pictures. You know, Betty's like, oh, yeah, like these are nice. And then she's like, but why are you giving these to me right now? She's like, I'm not even dating anyone. And her mom's like, oh, that doesn't matter. Every girl, like, dreams about their wedding, you know? And she's like, and I just know the day you get married will be the happiest day of my life, you know? And she's (laughs) like, oh, gosh. Someone's been talking to Turtle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Someone's been talking to Turtle. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah. So they're just like trying to tag team her into like molding her into not a slut, basically. <laughs> well, and who they want her to be. Yeah. yeah. Which why wouldn't they want her to be a humanitarian or whatever yeah. she wants to be? Because <laughs> they're probably like. She has no passion. If anything, if she anything they do. should be like, hey, focus on your studies. Hey, here's some extracurriculars. Right. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's Whatever. my thing. Especially when, at the beginning when they start their therapy, you know, she's like, I feel like it's, when she's talking to Mr. Turtle, and she's like, I feel like it's only natural I feel this way because she's like, high school is a hyper-sexualized environment. She's like, we're all just horny teenagers stuck in a room together. Yeah. And Mr. and she's like, how do you see it? And he's like, well, I see it as a place of higher learning and education, what? you know, where it can be a safe environment for everyone to learn and everything. And it's like, okay, if that's how you view it, then focus on that. Yeah. Get her focused on her studies. Get her to want to be like a straight A student or something yeah. and like Sexualize overachieve. a high GPA. Yes. You know? <laughs> Make that sexy. Yeah. But I guess this is just, like, how, like, sexual discrimination goes. It's just, like, they only care about, just don't have sex, not focus on other things. And they just don't want her to feel how she feels, period. Mm -hmm. They're just like, nope. Nope, just don't do it. Just don't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, and Dr. Werther's, you know, along with all of his personal questions, you know, he's just Uh like, what about your dreams? Do you have sexual dreams? You know, and she's like, sometimes. And he's like, what about recurring sexual dreams? Do you have any of those? And she's like, well. I do have one, and... It's about this guy who kind of looks like a turtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I crawl into his shell. <laughs> Cozy. <Ooh. laughs> it's like, in her dream, she's a biology teacher. Okay. Tutoring her students. Mm. And it changes between all the other people she, like, kissed before. Right, yeah. In school. But mainly it's Archie. You know, pretty much it's just her helping them with homework. In this, like, super tight outfit, like, off the shoulder. So you see her, like, bra straps. Mm-hmm. Okay. But and still, like, is it just, like, a dress? Or is it, like, it's like a, a dress. lab coat situation? No, it's no like a... Coat. Yeah, it's like a dress. But, okay. but they're, like, tutoring. And then they just start, like, making out. Right, yeah. You know? And then, like... And then she, like, pushes him on the table and, like, is, like, kissing him and, like, unbuttoning his shirt. And then she said, and every time in her dream, it's at that moment that she, like, looks and sees that they're not alone. And there's, like, a classroom full of people watching them. Mm -hmm. Which, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but I saw Fangs' face in the classroom. Everyone else is, like, looking a little bit shocked or Uh amused. But Fangs is just, like, mouth open, like, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) For a split second, Uh but I just, like, honed in on him and it was so funny. Do we think this is, like, a premonition? Like, is this, like, gonna happen? No, I think they're just exploring her... Sure, yeah. They, they just want to see him to make me out. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's for the dream. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also because she feels, she might feel like that because everybody knows what's going on with her right, at the school yeah. and everyone's scrutinizing her about, because everyone found out about her and Archie. So yeah. it's like, yeah. so she does feel like she is under that like microscope, mm-hmm. like you said. And it does lead them to a conversation. Turtle asks her like, mm. why do you feel this need to be seen sexually by everyone because she has been telling everyone yeah. Like, oh yes. yeah Archie like saw me in my window actually like she <laughs> yes. is seeking a lot of attention yeah yeah and she's like talking through it and she's like actually I don't think I have this need to be seen sexually particularly I think I just want to be seen mm. kind of like the beehive episode mm-hmm. there was truth in it yes, yeah. that episode was so worth it yes <laughs> we're saying our words yeah. <laughs> We're still starving. (laughs) (laughs) No, but she's like, I think I just want to be seen as an individual and someone who's like, has my own autonomy and has desires. And like, what better way to get to know someone than like their deepest desires? And I don't know. She had something like semi-deep to discover about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And he's like, have you told anybody else like these desires and things that you have? And she's like, no, just me and my journals. Oh yeah, her diary. Is your mom gonna find it? Oh yeah. yeah. Because her and Turtle are like texting all day. Texting, yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're on the telegram like (laughs) 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 He's like diaries, go. And so Alice finds all of her diaries and reads them all and calls a reverend over to like (laughs) exercise her. her. Literally that's what she said. Yes. I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) And Betty is like 
what? Why would you read my diary? Is that such an invasion? And so mm-hmm. she storms out of the house. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, mm-hmm. if you can invade my privacy, I can invade the privacy of Dr. Turtle. Oh, oh. Because, well, she wants to know what he's been writing about her oh. and his, his little book. Mm-hmm. So she sneaks in there with her flashlight and her bobby pin. Oh, yeah. To unlock his desk. Mm-hmm. And she finds an interesting book called Lolita. Oh, yes. They didn't parody that, like Pobila. Pobila. Yes. I don't know how they decide what to parody or not, but I mean, I that know. one's kind of hard. Like, if you can't make a joke out of it, then it's probably not worth it. Yeah. Kind of a thing. You yeah. need to understand what it is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I love that her first instinct then is to go to Jughead, who has been hanging out at Pops for days. Yes. And so she goes to for- Jug. For undisclosed reasons. Well, he's um, mourning the loss of um, Brad Rayburn. Right, yeah. He's reading, like, all of his books over, mm-hmm. and he's just drowning his sorrows in milkshakes. In milkshakes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting milkshake drunk. But yeah, her first instinct is to go to Jughead and see what he knows about this book. Because he's the biggest bookworm. And also, they've talked once, so... I know. <laughs> and kissed one time. Yeah. When they talked, when they said hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she goes to him, and he's like, oh, Lolita? He's like, yeah, I know about that book. And he, like, tells her a little bit about it. And so she's like, so this is a book for perverts? <laughs> and he's like, well... He's like, I think you need to, like, read it. See? He's like... He's, she's not wrong, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so she stays up. And, like, reads it, like, the next couple days because she wants to know. Yeah, Which what? I was happy that it, she didn't read it in one night, like, the sex book. I was kind of afraid. I feel like I'm always a little nervous when Lita comes into a discussion, discussion. or conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, where are they going to go with mm-hmm. this? Which, oh, I feel like you know a lot about this book. You did, like, a I whole do. deep dive into it. So for listeners yes. who don't know what Lolita is about, give, give, like, a little synopsis. Well, first off, context with, like, Nabokov. Like, he himself was, like, molested as a child. Mm-hmm. And it's been highly alluded that he himself also has, like, those predatory feelings for Mm -hmm. children, but he has never acted on them. But he wrote the book Lolita. It's about this man, Humber Humbert, who takes advantage of a 12-year-old girl and makes her... And he kidnaps her from her family. He makes her, like, his wife, Mm -hmm. pretty much. And he grooms her and rapes her continually throughout her whole life. Names her Lolita after another girl because... She, anyone who's, like, younger, he also terms as, like, a nymphette, who is, like, young and sexual and attractive. But mm-hmm. once they become an adult, then he's not interested in them anymore. Oh, and he also killed, um, well, I don't know how, I don't know how deep you want me to go. <laughs> I think that's, I that's think a, that's probably, That's yeah. enough. You can read the book if you want to know who gets killed. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> it's a pedophile book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, like, and I don't know, so many people take it as like the greatest romance that's ever been written when his whole point of writing the book was as a warning to people it's like look how sad how this man terrible is. this yeah. is mm-hmm. and how this little girl was abused and we should not let this happen mm-hmm. to people like that was the whole point and to go into like the mind of the predator because to the in their mind it seems like oh this is like romance Romantic. but it's not and that's like that's the point of the book and I was like, I hope that's the way they take it here and not Betty being like, I was afraid Betty would be like, She's going to oh, show up in heart-shaped sunglasses. Yes. And like, like a little tube top and be like, Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially because of her like dream where she was the adults preying yeah. on. Yeah. Like, and I was like, was oh, like no. Yes. Yeah. But no, but she goes to Mr. Turtle the next day after she's finished it. And she's like, I broke into your room and read your book. And she's like, and she, and he's like, oh, well, I read it to try and understand your sexual urges better. And she's like, no. She's like, I think you're a predator. Yeah. And you read this and you're asking me these questions because pretty much like you get off on this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable ever being alone in a room with you. Yeah. So she's like, I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. And she literally struts out. Like her shoulders are moving. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's so proud of herself. Yeah, and fight song plays in the background. Yes. <laughs> I think it was interesting how they played the, the turtle stuff. Like, I'm sure he does have those pervy tendencies. Mm-hmm. But they didn't yeah. really play it up too much. Like, I would still believe it if he didn't. Because he, he didn't yeah. seem creepy about it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of leaving it up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. I feel like... It's, it could also just be a thing that a lot of those instances in the past, and even though it still goes on today, just are inappropriate to yeah. be having with children. Yeah. It's like even if 
that like therapist isn't necessarily like even if Dr. Turtle isn't actually a predator, he still should not be asking those questions yeah. without Betty's consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's still inappropriate. Yeah, no matter and the what. fact that her mom is like okay with that. Yes, yeah. and she's really pushing him to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so then Alice is like upset that Betty doesn't want to see Turtle anymore and she was like no you have to keep seeing him and Betty's like no like quit calling Dr. Turtle and trying to get him to fix me like I just want to talk to you mm-hmm. like something's happened in our relationship where like we used to get along better and now it seems like honestly you're like afraid of me mm-hmm. for some reason and like you just seem really unhappy in life and Alice is like how dare you think like you know anything about me? Betty's <laughs> <is> very mature. <laughs> like Betty's so mature about it. She's like, "Mom, just talk to me. Like, let's talk about this stuff that's going on in our lives." Mm-hmm. And Alice is about to reveal something when Hal <sighs> walks in mm-hmm. and it's like, "I heard this conversation you've been having with your mother. She's the best wife and mother. How dare you?" Like Betty wasn't even like being disrespectful for once, actually. No, nope. yeah, but she was getting real. And yes. he don't want that. And Alice is going to let something spill. Mm-hmm. The milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the lollipop song played in this episode, as we've said. That's and how? That's the, oh, it is. Yes. Is it a little foreshadowing? We're on to you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Hal stops her. And then we like cut to the next morning where Betty goes to her mom in the kitchen again. And she's like, hey, can we like work through this? And Betty's mom is like, actually... I am not your mother anymore, and just disowns her. What? Like yeah. legally, or no, just no. just declares it? Yeah, because okay. she's like, obviously, you're not grateful for everything I've been sacrificing for you all these years, and you don't, and you know best, Betty. You know better than I do about everything. So she's like, so you don't need a mother, mm-hmm. so you don't have one. <laughs> so she just shuts down the conversation and disowns her. And yeah. And yeah. just walks out. Yeah. That's what I do when my cat pees on the carpet. <laughs> you're on your yeah. own. You don't have a mother anymore. Clean <laughs> up your own pee. <laughs> Honestly. You know, and I'm wondering now, though, because, like, even in their conversation, you know, like, with the way it was worded, you know, and Betty's like, what do you, you know, because she's like, you seem to be afraid of people, like, of peop- what people will do to me. And then she's like, and you seem afraid of me. Mm. And I'm like, it just makes me wonder, like, what is Alice hiding? And is she afraid that Betty's behavior is going to resurface? Serial killer genes? Yeah. Oh, like, like that her 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 wicked ways are going to lead her to down to a path of murder. Or like something. Or something. Yeah. Or something that Alice has done herself. Oh, that would be a twist if Alice is yeah. like the, the serial killer gene, dark Alice person in this. I don't want any more serial killer genes. None of that ever made sense anyway. So. Well, it may, yeah, it may not be that, but like even, you know, like if you're going back to like original story with like her and FP yeah. having a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like maybe she had a child out of wedlock back when she was young. Maybe Charles (laughs) is around here. You know, maybe she doesn't want anyone to know about that. So she's afraid of Betty pushing things to maybe... I don't know. I just wonder. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, yeah, it could go different ways. But, like, I do think Hal has something to do with it. I mean, the fact that they brought him back. I mean, maybe it's it's a red herring. And it's like, he is evil, but really it's Alice, you know? Yeah. We do have to remember that this is Riverdale, and there is a serial killer afoot. Yes. Yeah. The milkman so. is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he in this episode? No. <laughs> you don't They're want serial killers, out. but now you want serial killers. I just want... <laughs> I want, do you want? I want the, the shape of the season to take fold. I don't want them to, like, jump into it when it's too late, when they haven't developed anything. Mm-hmm. Like, rush it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not even mid-season yet. That's true. We've got time. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what Betty's been up to. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, Veronica... Owner of the Babylonium, uh-huh. in case you've mm. forgotten. I never would. She's a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Of course. She is going to show a free James Dean double feature. Whoa. And she's promoting it. East of Eden and something Rebel else. Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, is it Rebel Without a Cause? Yes. Yeah. And so she's got um, Kevin and what's his face? Clay. 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 Mm-hmm. Helping you her. watch the show? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's still moving. <laughs> Kevin and Clay. What's their ship name? Clavin? Clevin. 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 I like Clavin. Clavin. I like Clavin. Clavin. That's more fun to say. Yeah. I think it, has, it just has to start with the club. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You got to use that. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should just be it. Yeah, like, new ship named Claw. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, it's great. But she explains to them that movie theaters basically make all their money off popcorn and candy sales anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, they can give away free movie tickets, get everyone to come, and still oh, make bank. Yes. She is a businesswoman. Yeah. Yes. And Cheryl, this whole episode, her only role is to be grumpy that Veronica is having a movie theater. I don't know. Cheryl's just grumpy at everything. Is she just jealous that she's popular? Well, I feel like, well, as president of the James Dean fan club. Of Riverdale? Of Riverdale, yes. She's like... Also, didn't Veronica kill James Dean or was a part of that? (laughs) Isn't this a little gross? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, sorry, guy. I'm going to profit off you, though. Yeah, she's like, I was just part of the reason why you died in that car crash. Yeah. But... She's doing it in his honor, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Villain of the season. Yeah. So I feel like, and I feel like, at least in the beginning, I feel like that's mainly what it seems to be, is Cheryl's like, mm, why are you doing this for James yeah. Dean? Like, And, you know, she's always, she's been jealous of Veronica since she yeah. got here. You know, so she's like, now you're stepping on my James Dean holy ground, it's you like, know? That's been my personality all season. Yes. Right, guys? I haven't mentioned it up until now, but, but. everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think... At least, like, how I took it was more of that that was making her mad, and she was like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. So she's, that. like, so then she's just grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to shut down this whole thing? No. She's going to all the movies. She's just being cranky about <laughs> she's it. She's mainly just mad that Veronica's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but just still showing up and supporting and giving her money. Right, yeah. Yes. Out of spite. Yeah. Just like you should do with our merch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please hate purchase. <laughs> yes. But Veronica wants to personally invite the Bulldogs to the show. So she goes into the locker room. Again, While they're naked. I, I feel like Veronica gets to do everything that he can. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're wearing the most high-waisted white matching basketball shorts. It's, like, so retro. Oh. Yeah. How, how high? Like, past belly button? Past belly button. Like, what? almost like pecs. Yes. Oh. We should bring high. those back. Honestly, yeah, I love a good like high waisted trouser on a man, mm-hmm. like yeah. tucked in shirt. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for <on>. Kiana, <laughs> for all of us, yeah, though. <laughs> for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that's Betty's humanitarian work. Yeah, high <laughs> waisted <laughs> trousers, <laughs> making men more attractive. Yes, <laughs> that sounds like something Veronica would actually <laughs> literally. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, truly. She's running for president. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To help the underprivileged. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, and she's like, if you, you like, you know, dress for success, you'll feel how you're dressed. So every man needs a makeover, so mm-hmm. feel like the, their best self. And then she'll start a clothing line, and she'll be like, you can only buy from my clothing line because yes. the rest will make you ugly. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And she'll mention her rival, Katie Keene, but we'll never see her. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so Veronica personally in the locker room delivers Reggie's invite to him. And it's like, maybe after the show we could get a milkshake. Mm. And Reggie's like starting to get like, he's starting to warm up to her a little bit. And he's like, well, sure, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But then when he shows up at the movie, they're like going to get the milkshake afterward. Like they have this little date planned. It's Mm -hmm. casual, but it's a date. Uh Um, But the show doesn't go well because... The film of East of Eden was overexposed, and they can't show it. Overexposed? Yeah, oh, like, like it was the, all the sabotaged. Tape, the, oh, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. the film. Yeah, the, film. Yeah. the yeah. actual film. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Veronica had to go in the theater and mm. announce to everybody that the double feature is being rescheduled, and she's very sorry, but they're mad. Like, Fang starts throwing popcorn at her, and what? then everyone's throwing popcorn <laughs> at Like, her. everyone. Oh my god, just because the movie's not working? Yeah. yeah. They demand a refund for all the food that they bought. Yeah. Because... So they throw it? Yes! <laughs> I know. Like, just eat the popcorn you paid five cents for. <laughs> what are you yeah. mad about? You got in here for free. That's what she says. She says. Oh, all right, sure. But yeah. Cheryl kind of eggs them on, and she's like, we may have Egg gotten count. free tickets. <laughs> they should have brought eggs to the movie theater they, they should really, have where was tony with her rotten eggs <laughs> yeah where was tony this whole episode yeah she wasn't here yeah huh. it's kind of weird yeah anyway anyway <laughs> i said i was wondering with all the show stuff i'm like why didn't yeah, her and tony like, go together friends i guess you need friend time too yeah what no yeah. what no 
But yeah. still. Riverdale first. Friends second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Cheryl doesn't know that. But Cheryl's That's like, we she's paid grumpy. for these snacks, and we need a refund because we paid. We bought the snacks only to watch them during a movie, which we will now not see. Right. Yeah. That's that sound logic. Yeah. So yeah. she ends up having to give everybody a refund, and she's gonna be there like late at night cleaning everything up and figuring out all the books, and so she can't get the milkshake with Reggie. Oh. And he's a little disappointed. Why doesn't he help her? Yeah. He really should have done that. I know. Yeah, that would have been smart cute. Enough, well, she yeah. also, like, dismissed him. She was like, I can't. I gotta work. I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You and wouldn't understand, it, country boy. Well, and you can kind of tell he's, like, yeah, he's disappointed, but he also is kind of, like, suspicious. Like, oh, did she ever want to go on a milkshake with me? She just playing with me. Yeah, I feel like She's I kind of got geez. that a little bit. It's like, but he's like, okay, this is understandable, but, like, a little suspicious. Yeah. And so she calls the guy that gave her the film reel, you know, and she's like, so I got this, and it's unplayable, and I paid for this, you know, and she's mm-hmm. like, so, and he's like, well, it's your theater, so it's, like, your problem that you need to figure out. And she's like, how is it? my problem when he sold me something I couldn't use. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you're just, like, too green to understand. And she's like... And he's just super condescending to right, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dismissive of her. And she's like, okay. And Kevin and Clay are on the phone, too. They have, like, the other phone. Like, they're listening on, like, the other line. Uh-huh. And they're all like, what? Like, what does that mean? So they're like, well... Veronica's like, well, there are other people that we can call. You know, like, he's not the only... Movie studio. Movie studio. So they call everyone. And everybody's like, oh, we don't have any more prints of East of Eden. Or, oh, we're already... Like, we're picky about where we show that movie and everything. Does she... And Clay calls BS. He's like, this is, like, the biggest movie right now. He's like, how could they not have more prints of it? Yeah, like, let me give you my money. Yes, exactly. But then the final one she calls, he finally... You know, like, tells her why he's not selling anything to her. Is it because Because she of him? her parents. Oh. <laughs> they know she killed him. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because of Veronica's parents, who he's like, I want to work with your parents on future movies, and they don't want you to be successful, pretty much. So they he's know like, about this? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Sure. You know, so they're like, so they've paid everybody off to not sell to Veronica. Yeah. That seems like a lot of work. Or at least, I mean, I've... Or, they even paid them, but if they put out one yeah. word in the industry of like don't our sell daughter to our daughter, sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like then she's blacklisted. Yeah, so no one will sell anything to her. So they're like, well, we've got no movies. But then Clay was mm-hmm. like, what about you know if we pretty much had like indie movies mm-hmm. or like B movies? Because mm-hmm. he's like, they don't care about all that, and they're like, and they're a lot more like flexible. They play by their own rules and everything. And she's like, genius. And so she's like, okay, call those people. <laughs> for me. She like, doesn't even know who they are. Who they are, yeah. Yeah. She's like, figure that out for me, please. <laughs> and while they're doing that, um, they find one movie. There's only one movie that like anyone will like, sell to them. It's The Crawling Eye. It's like a B-horror movie. Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Real cheap. Yeah, and of she... a giant eyeball. Oh, yes. yes. I forgot about Choo Choo's in a Lie. Yes. yes. <laughs> And so she goes, um, Veronica goes to Jughead, because, again, she sees him in his booth at Pops. He's still there. He's still there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, have you heard of, like, this movie, The Crawling Eye? You know, because she knows he loves his horror movies. Mm -hmm. And is, like, kind of trying to gauge if it's good or not. I want to see if this is real. And Jughead's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I saw that, because it came out a few years ago. It's, like, an old movie, older movie. But he's like, yeah, I saw it. He's like, it's really not very good, but it was fun. He's like, I enjoyed it. He's like, the story's kind of a mess, but he's like, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. But he's like, but the thing that he has this idea with, like, this other, like, theater that he read about where they would make it kind of like a D-box in the theater. So it's like someone, like, something would jump out at them. Oh. They'd have people, or they'd have, like, these, like, people in like a little, like, electric shocks in the like chair, under, chair. under your chair and mm-hmm. stuff. And so... He's like, so if you can make it more of, like, gimmick and interactive. Mm -hmm. And so Veronica's like, I can work with that. That does sound fun. It does sound really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so um, she gives everybody, like, they literally are giving up, like, plastic eyeballs. And they make, like, giant paper mache eyeballs and, like, these costumes. And she enlists Archie and Reggie to wear these costumes. As, like, the mascots? Or are they hopping out at people? And they're they, like, ooga, 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 ooga. During the yeah. middle of the show, 
like during a scary moment, uh-huh. fog starts rolling into the theater and kind of mm-hmm. like covers up the screen. So uh-huh. everyone's looking like, what's what? happening on the screen? And then the eyeballs pop out of the side and go like, bluga, bluga. <laughs> and they like have their little tentacle eyeball veins that they like hit people. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh no, my biggest fear. No, like everybody's like having so much fun. Yeah. Like they're yeah. like laughing with it. and Even like Cheryl. Wow, yeah, she, her grumpiness is cured. It's yes. kind of like a haunted house meets a movie. Yeah, it yeah, looks really cool. It does sound fun. It's yeah. kind of like a rocket horror experience. Where yeah, there's like stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Midge was dressed up as a nurse, like letting people in the theater sure. in case you faint. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yes. She had like smelling salts, mm-hmm. and Cheryl was like, "Midge, I'm so disappointed in you. How could you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for no reason again. <laughs> no, because she's in cahoots Veronica. with Veronica." Yeah. Yeah. Which also, Midge is still not showing. Mm-mm. Also, just so you know. I'm yeah. telling you, she's going to be pregnant as soon as she's on top of that pyramid. And then... Yeah. Fanes is also still here. And he's not super famous yeah, yet. Yeah, he's not so. really getting famous. Maybe maybe their love story is just doomed then. Yeah. Maybe there's no hope for them. I'm sure find they'll out. bring it back in a future episode. Um, yeah, and it's like, oh, Fanes actually has been touring the world. <laughs> he was just back. He's been practicing. He's been writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was back for like one well, day to watch that, that movie. the weird horror episode or no? No, that was a regular episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Yeah, everybody has a blast, you know, and Reggie wants to go on their milkshake date after Veronica blows him off Mm -hmm. again. She's like, oh, I have to, like, write up a thing for Variety so we can get this, like, published by the next day. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, gotta get the... postman is waiting for me. Yes. I have to get the news out. Yes. Yes. Because after their first night, the line was down the block Mm, of people wanting to come. So... So she blows she's a busy off. Woman. She's so busy. Yeah. She blows off Reggie again, but she's like, "Oh, but come back tomorrow, and then and we'll we can see." Oh, the and, we'll see. And Reggie's still like, like this. Reggie is just like sweet, you know, oh, and he's like hopeful, and he's just like, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. And he brought her flowers before. Like he waited around for I don't know, seems like an hour or something. Sure, and yeah. Finally left when she was like done figuring out all the books or whatever mm-hmm. and he left her flowers like i don't know he seems to like kind of like her more and more yeah but now she's well now she's playing hard busy. to get yeah. so like maybe that's his, his no chase i think so i think i think the fact that before she was like pushing Too so much. hard but now that she is kind of hard to get it's like intriguing him more, but she might be getting playing too hard yeah, to get. Because he's also seeming like disappointed now too. And like, does less, she even want to go on this? Day? Yeah, like less interested. Mm-hmm. Which is where I wonder if him and Betty are going to be a thing. I don't know. Like potentially, because it's like I wonder if he's going to get like tired of Veronica because she's not. It'll she just be a keeps thing for blowing like an him episode. off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, not not a long term no. thing, but I wonder if they are going to get together. Like. If the steamy shower scene was, like, foretelling something. Mm -hmm. I still do. I like the chemistry between Reggie and Veronica. Even this Reggie Mm -hmm. is very different. Mm -hmm. And I think they're potentially more healthy for each other in this version where they're less toxic themselves. Yes. And they won't be as toxic together. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But maybe. I'd like to explore it. It's like positive, positive, negative, and negative. You know, they balance each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and... Honestly, like, of all the pairings Veronica has had, I still like Reggie the best for her. Yeah. So, she was with Archie for, like, how many seasons? Like, five, That's six. That's crazy. On and off. But, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, it's like, I do like her and Reggie, mm-hmm. too, so I'm like, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. But. But, anyway, she does get her article in Variety in 24 hours on the front page. Of course. Yeah. 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 Girl mm-hmm. boss. So, now... People do want to work with her, and she's going to get better movies. Yeah. Wow. So parents take that. Yeah. I got floating eyeballs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Veronica take that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's she taking? From, from the parents. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the parents counter, because yeah. she shows up to her apartment, and her key doesn't work. And Smithers is like, um, yeah, your parents are cutting you off, and you can't go in the apartment, and you have to find a new place to live. Sorry. And then he shoots her. He's been the villain the whole time. <laughs> no, from the beginning. He's like Pops. Good guys. Don't say that to Sam. <laughs> yeah. Smithers is like Pops? What? Yeah. Suspect number two yes, now. Awakens new conspiracy theory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those two have never interacted. Interesting. And Smithers knew the entire time what Hiram was doing and was mm-hmm. loyal to him. You've never and, seen them in the same room. And then ratted Hiram out to Archie in one of the later seasons. He's unloyal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Serial killer? Maybe he's the father of the milkman. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the mother of the milkman? Alice. <laughs> oh, oh, Smithers oh. and Alice? That was the yes. Melinda thing. Yes. Yes. Like, like, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is quite This goes theory. deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Alice doesn't want Betty to find out about. That she had a love child with Smithers. And that he's the evil serial killer milkman. Yes. the serial killer gene from, from her. Alice. Yes. He's the new Charles. The milkman? What if it is yeah. just yeah. Charles? Well, yeah. We saw him. Right? Not in this timeline. Yeah, the milkman. Milk oh, well, the milkman is um, a different the actor. Guy, but maybe Charles is behind it. <laughs> this is a terrible theory. <laughs> no. It's no, good. this is 100% out. <laughs> no, the milkman is just Charles, but Charles just looks different in this he world. Had a, a mask on. Because Smithers is not the same as FP, so they wouldn't have the same baby, you know? Oh. Yes. Different genes. Different genetics work. (laughs) Yeah, maybe his soul is the same, but his his parental gene. No, he's just a different, entirely different character. But he just has (laughs) the name Charles. But his name is Charles. Okay, yes, because it's classic name. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) Don't think about it. It's it's yeah. Don't think about it. It's fine. It's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah. This is happening. Yeah. But in the very end of the episode, Jughead finally decides he's, like, grieved long enough, and he's still sad, but he's ready to, like, move on with his life and leave his little booth at Pops. And, <laughs> and pay for Keller his tab. Yeah. Yes. Which I'm like... So much oh. diarrhea, because they didn't have lactate back then. <laughs> <laughs> but Sheriff Keller comes in, and he's like, we're still working on this Brad Rayberry murder case, but Jughead, we or suicide case. It, oh, yeah, I guess. So he wouldn't be a suspect because they think it's a suicide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were like, we're going to need your help to figure this out, Jughead. So you they high may... High schooler. <laughs> so they may think it's foul play. Yes. That's what it seems like. Yes. And now Jughead's getting back in the detective game. With Tabitha? Was she in this episode? No. No. Oh. But... No Tony or Tabitha this episode. Hmm. Are they having a secret... They're party literary society. They're oh, that's right. Yeah, Tabitha. No, Tony was trying to get back more into writing. Yeah, they're yeah. actually working on their extracurriculars and passions. Yeah, that's true. Unlike our other characters who are just getting into drama. Yeah. Well, that's not as interesting as being horny. You know. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Beg to differ. I would also <laughs> beg to differ. But the show is what it is, and we must recap it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we must. We are legally bound. <laughs> yes. We were put on this earth to do this podcast. Yes, yes. yes. nothing else. Yeah. Because we're fans first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, do we have a game? Is that it? Chat yeah. GPT. Okay, all right. Yeah. So we're going to try and do something with Chat GPT. Okay, so I'm on Chat GPT. I wrote, write a short scene from Riverdale involving Archie, Jughead, and Maple Syrup. Oh, God. And I'm just <laughs> going to, I'm just going to get into the dialogue. You didn't say sexy? No, I did not say sexy. Okay. Yes. Okay. So they're playing video games and Archie goes, yes, take that jug. And then Jughead goes, not bad, Archiekins, but you haven't seen anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) Jughead's fingers slip on the controller, causing him to accidentally knock over a maple syrup bottle. (laughs) The sticky liquid spills across the coffee table, creating a gooey mess. Whoa, Jug, careful there, Archie says. Jughead chuckles, reaching for the nearby napkin to clean up the mess, but as he... Grabs the napkin, a mischievous thought crosses his mind. <laughs> Jughead, you know, Archie, they say maple syrup can be used for more than just pancakes. <laughs> Archie raises an eyebrow, his interest peaked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? And what exactly do they say it's good for, Jug? Jughead slowly brings the napkin to his lips, dragging it sensually across oh, his bottom lip, coated with a hint of maple syrup. Well, Archie, they say it can add a touch of sweetness to other things. Archie's heart starts racing as he watches Jughead and Tyson display. <laughs> he leans closer, his voice husky. Show me, Jug. <laughs> Their eyes lock, a heated tension building between them. Jughead sets the napkin aside and dips his fingers into the spilled syrup, then trails it slowly along Archie's jawline. Archie's breath Hitches, his skin tingling with anticipation. Oh, Sweet enough for you. Archie's hand reaches out, his fingers tangling into Jughead's dark waves as he pulls him closer. Their lips meet, a passionate and sticky kiss (laughs) with the taste of maple syrup lingering between them. As the night continues to unfold, their desire and shared indulgence in the sweetness of maple syrup intertwine, making their connection even more irresistible fade out. 
Oh wow. So can you repeat your prompt for me? I I said, write a short scene from Riverdale involving Archie Jughead and maple syrup. Wow. Okay, but what was your prompt before that? I'm not at liberty to discuss. Is it building upon itself? Okay, so before this, I said, write a short, sexy scene from Riverdale. But, and then they said, I'm sorry, but I won't be able to generate that scene for you. But But I know. But they did. Yeah. But I know it says, like, whatever you write, it builds off of what you've previously put into, like, So you can ask for something sexy, but it won't give it to you. But you can. But then you ask something normal, and it's like, I know what you want. I know what you want. I know you couldn't say it this time, but I'll give it to you. So that scene happened in Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. This is putting fan fiction writers out of business. Yes. Yes. Also, I want to say I don't endorse this to replace actual writers. We're just having fun. Yes. Agreed. All right. So my prompt was write a short scene for Riverdale involving Pop Tate being a serial killer and a maple syrup alien. Okay. (laughs) And it's entitled Maple Syrup Alien Unleashed. (laughs) So they're at Pop's chocolate chip late at night. Pop Tate stands behind the counter, wiping down the gleaming surface. The usual hustle and bustle of Riverdale's teens fills the air, but something feels off tonight. Pop's eyes dart around the room, his gaze landing on a small group of friends huddled in a booth. Friends. Veronica, whispering to Betty, I can't believe another murder happened in Riverdale. This town is cursed. (laughs) Betty, I know, V. It's like we're living in a never-ending nightmare. As they speak, Pop Tate's eyes narrow, a sinister smile creeping across his face. He reaches beneath the counter, his hand curling around a hidden switch. With a flick, the lights dim, casting an eerie glow over the shop. Archie, hey, Pop, what's going on? Pop Tate's voice takes on an otherworldly tone, a strange cadence lacing his words. My dear friends, welcome to a world beyond your comprehension. <laughs> a world where the sweetness of maple syrup conceals a dark secret. Oh. The group stares at Pop Tate in disbelief, their faces etched with a mix of confusion and terror. Jughead, is this some kind of sick joke? Pop Tate, no, Jughead, it's not a joke. For years, I've watched you all indulge in my delectable treats, unaware of the dark powers that fuel my creations. <laughs> yes, I knew it. <laughs> and Cheryl, sensing danger, begins to stand. What are you talking about, Pop? This is insane. Suddenly, the syrup bottles lining the shelves begin to shake violently. One by one, they explode, sending shards of glass flying through the air. The room fills with a thick, sticky syrup covering every surface. (laughs) The group scrambles to escape, slipping and sliding through the chaos. But Pop Tate moves with an otherworldly grace, seemingly unaffected by the chaos around him. (laughs) Pop Tate, you see, my friends, I am no ordinary man. I am an alien from the planet... Syrupia, <laughs> sent here to harvest the life force of Riverdale's youth. <laughs> Betty, fueled by her determination, reaches for a nearby milkshake glass and hurls it at Pop Tate. The glass shatters against his chest, but instead of blood, a sticky green substance oozes from the wound. Oh. Betty and the others manage to make it to the door, stumbling out into the night. They race through the deserted streets of Riverdale, their hearts pounding with fear. As they disappear into the darkness, Pop Tate stands alone in the wreckage of his chocolate shop, a sinister grin spreading across his face. The maple syrup alien has revealed himself. (laughs) He was in the barrel the whole time. (laughs) And Riverdale will never be the same. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Prediction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Series finale. Mm -hmm. Right there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I tried a few things that were kind of vague and boring, but my latest prompt was... Write a short, convoluted scene from Riverdale involving all the main characters and the Julian doll. Oh, <laughs> yes. And here's what we got. What's his name? It didn't name the scene. Oh, okay. Um, but we're in... What does int mean in a script? Interior. Interior. Means it's inside, yeah. Okay. Interior, Thornhill Manor, main hall of night. The opulent main hall of Thornhill Manor is bathed in a dim, haunting glow. The main characters of Riverdale stand in this... The main characters of Riverdale. (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) Call list one through ten is in the room. (laughs) They stand in a tense circle. Eyes fixated on a small, antique Julian doll placed on a pedestal at the center. The air is heavy with anticipation. 
Veronica Lodge, whispering. How did we all end up here, staring at this eerie doll? Betty Cooper, uneasy. It's as if we were summoned, but by whom? Summoned. Jughead Jones, <laughs> raising an eyebrow. I love how everyone has, like, a, a thing. Yeah. Like a yeah. <laughs> Perhaps this is another twisted game orchestrated by the elusive Gargoyle King. Or could it be the Black Hood resurfacing once more? Whoa. Archie mm. Andrews, gripping his fists tightly. <laughs> no matter what, we have to stay together. Strength in numbers, guys. Just as tension reaches its peak, the Julian doll's eyes begin to emit a crimson glow. A low, ominous hum fills the air as the doll levitates gracefully, hovering above the pedestal. Cheryl Blossom, stepping forward, defiant. Julian, reveal yourself. We demand answers. A gust of wind sweeps through the hall. The main characters exchange worried glances. (laughs) Tony Topaz. This feels like something straight out of a horror movie. Veronica, look, it's changing. The Julian doll underclothes, a mesmerizing transformation, its porcelain features contorting and reshaping. It morphs into a life-size figure, bearing an uncanny resemblance to an enigmatic character from Riverdale's troubled past. Oh. Fill in the blank. Hiram Lodge. Oh. Emerging from the Julian doll, wearing a menacing smirk. Well, 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 my dear children, it appears you've stumbled upon my little game. Archie, oh. fueled by anger. Hiram Lodge, what twisted game are you playing now? This is so Scooby-Doo. I know. <laughs> Hiram, chuckling darkly. Oh, Archie Kids. <laughs> Archie Kids from Hiram. <laughs> this is just the beginning. The Julian doll was a mere tool to bring you all together. Cheryl, tell us what you want, Hiram. Hiram, everything, my dear. Power, control, and the secrets each of you hold. The game is set in motion, and Riverdale shall forever be transformed. As Hiram's chilling laughter resonates throughout the hall, the main characters exchange worried glances. Again? (laughs) Again. (laughs) Fully realizing that they stand on the precipice of their most treacherous challenge yet. The stage is set for a battle of wits and alliances as they find themselves entangled in a complex web of secrets, manipulation, and unexpected twists fade out. Wow. (laughs) So wordy. That's so funny. But I like the creativity of, like, Hiram coming out of the Julian doll. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wasn't going to come up with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something for everybody. A little romance, a little suspense, a little horror, you know. Yeah. A little alien. Well, thank you for listening. As always, we are Riverdale fans first and friends second. If you want to support the podcast, please like and subscribe, tell a friend, or leave us a review. And follow us on Instagram at Rivertales Podcast. Also, check out our merch on Redbubble. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.